Hello, and welcome to Glitch, please. That's the show that you're watching. It's with a slightly different cast today. Welcome them. They are... I'm Caden. I am Adam. I'm Ben. I'm Ryan. Ashley's still gone. She's in uh, the Upside Down world for a while. I think she's back next week. I don't know. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Ryan. What you been playing? Stranger Things 2. That's not a game. What the hell are you drinking out of? It is a game. Did you I kill a unicorn to get a cup? Did. It's a pretty good mug. You know everything you drink from it is cursed. I actually have no idea whose this is. I just saw it in the kitchen, and I said, I need it, and I must have it. And so you just stole a unicorn. Coffee in it. You know, there's a thing in this office where people put mugs in the the everyone mug area and then get, like, testy when you use them. Well, they're, it's they're, now. They're for everyone if you put them in the Gotta put a label on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what uh, the great scholar Beyonce once said, put a ring on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah, you nailed that. She did sing that. Solid. Song, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you are correct. Uh... Aside from Stranger Things, yeah. what you guys been playing? I've been playing the Animal Crossing like iPhone game. Really? Okay, uh, no yeah. one wants to talk to you. It's <laughs> super, it's super did you, fun. Did you do the region thing? Yes, I did. Okay. I have not linked my Nintendo account out of fear that it might like, like lock me out. And it's like mm. I think like there was an update that allowed you to like add your Nintendo account without being in that proper region because I know the initial one, but apparently updating it like breaks some stuff. Mm. So I'm using the vanilla one, and it's. It for for all intents and purposes, it's Animal Crossing with some timers. And let me it. let me ask you this. Go for it. Why? What? In this land of amazing games that are now out, you're playing an iPhone give us money game. Uh, I already beat Odyssey. I already beat Odyssey. Well, did you did you beat it or did you beat it? Well, what the hell does that mean? You can beat the story. It's a Mario game. Is it another game with domestic abuse? Because that seems to be a running theme right now. It's a Mario game where, where you, you beat the story and there's still... Does Mario go home and we'll take out about, his we'll problems We'll talk more about Mario piece. later. We'll get there. What have you been playing? Uh, man, I am prepping myself for all the DLC that is coming out uh, in the next few months. So, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Because mm -hmm. that DLC drops in like a week. What did you think of that trailer? Uh, I mean, it looks like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep, they yeah, showed yeah. you absolutely nothing yeah, interesting about the game. They right? didn't do anything. Hey, remember, we still got robots! And that was it. But, yeah. I'll okay. drop into it. Well, yeah, now we're in a world where giant robot dinosaurs are not impressive. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Look, it's great. I love it. But now, I, you know, you, as you go through the game, you kind of pull back the mystique on the giant robot dinosaurs a little bit. And you're like, I get why but they're look, here. But look, these are snowy giant robot dinosaurs. That doesn't make it better. That just makes their electronics more efficient but prone to condensation. Well, it's 2017. There's so many things Fair. to do. You can kill Nazis. You can fight uh, giant uh, dinosaur uh, excuse robots. Excuse me. Not Nazis. We don't want to call them Nazis. <laughs> Because people get offended by that. Is that not what they are? Kill Nazis. Not if, if you're in Germany, they're not, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Not, they, do they, 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 what do they call them? Well, they're not allowed to, to kill Nazis in Germany. Well, obviously, yeah, that, that's that's the, you're not allowed to have the, the Nazi imagery okay. or anything. Like, what do they do, though? Uh, the logo's different. I know that. Is it like the, the it's, it's, oh, it's the triangle, triangle spiral thing? It's uh, something like that. I've heard they drastically changed, like, a few things. I don't know what they did. I haven't looked into it at all. But, but in, the, have, in the American version of the game, it's Nazis, right? Oh, yeah. They're super, oh, yeah. They're oh, yeah. Absolutely. I have, I have Double ultra Nazis. dabbled in Wolfenstein 2 and Assassin's Creed Origins, mm -hmm. uh, and then I kind of started playing Resident Evil 7 again, just to kind of get a feel for how that game plays again, because you know, like, when you go back to a game, you're like, I don't remember any of this. Uh, but yeah, like, that DLC drops as well in about a month, so I'm kind of just, like, future-proofing myself for when that drops. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, a, that's about it for what I'm playing. 
What about right. you? And what so, are you playing, Ryan? Lame game. Uh, oh, come on! DLC prep. <laughs> it's, it's Animal it's Crossing. It's Animal Crossing. You're, Everybody you're loves Animal Crossing. Man. No one. Oh, no. Mm, lots of people. Lots of people love Animal Crossing. Uh, called, you're just going to make the comments angry, Ryan. They're called casual Look, gamers. Oh. <laughs> it's that no one plays Stardew Valley and no one plays Animal Crossing, right? It's, oh, okay. I'm also playing Golf Story still. Game's okay. great. It's so good. Yeah. I need to get more into it. I still haven't it, tried that one yet. It's really fun and... It's kind of, it's really weird when you say, it's a golf RPG. Yeah. They're using, well, it's really but, like they're using golf as like their storytelling mechanism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's like, you're not just playing golf. Right. Like, there's I, yeah. there's the more hours, to it than that. In the hours I've played, I've played one competitive round of golf and the rest have been like, try to hit this bird out of a tree or yep. something like that. You, like Tanya Hardening your competitors or what? What does that mean? You, you break their. Remember you, Tanya Harding? You break their I, I, I am also missing that reference. Uh, so I'm listen, really? How old are you people? Th that happened in like 1990. I don't know. 2000? It's still like a part of history. I, I just don't. Listen, man, I was 10. So? How old are you? Uh, 20. <laughs> so. <laughs> do, you, do you spend the rest of your time going after competitors and taking their knees out? Uh, no, I mean. Well, yeah, then you, I don't want to. You play. can actually walk around and you have a ball, and you can throw and it, and drop at any point. And and there's you can just, you can throw a ball at any. Point. Oh yeah, you can also anyway. throw frisbees at people too. At one point you get a frisbee and you can play. What is it? Disc golf? What is the game here? The, the RPG golf. The it's game RPG, is like you're, you're, no. He said there's only one game of golf so far. So there's no. More. He's only played one game of golf. That means there it's is not competitive RPG golf. golf. It means it's, no, you, it's you, you RPG. Using golf as the mechanism to like occasionally golf. So it's like you'll you'll walk around and people be like, if you want to impress me, you gotta hit these. You gotta hit only in the rough and still make it yep. to the hole. Or it's like, oh, you have to hit this, these targets. It's like you're not just playing golf, but your goal is to become the best golfer. So all these things feed into that. When, when do you start taking lots of Ambien and crash your SUV into a car? Probably post-game. Okay, good. As long as we get to that eventually. I actually wouldn't be surprised if that happened that game. It's, <laughs> it's, very, it's really messed up. What, yeah. what, what have you been playing aside from PUBG? Because I don't want to talk about that. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> we won't talk about PUBG, even though I did get a chicken dinner last night. Um, the, uh, I've been still trying to finish Shadow of War. And I'm having a problem where it actually, the frame rate on the PC version goes to absolute shit in the last act of that game. A PC port with, with bad frame rate? I know, it's, it's shocking. But even on, like, completely potato settings, it is really ba very badly. I have a 1080 Ti at home and a 1080. Yeah, your rig is really nice. There so is no excuse for it to be running like that. Drivers are updated, everything. It is, it's got to be an in-engine thing then, right? Something is wrong with it. Uh, even its its main <laughs> fix for that is you can turn on dynamic resolution, which you know just means that it's going to make it look extra potato. When <laughs> yeah, no, I hate dynamic resolution. Uh -huh, it's terrible. <laughs> and it doesn't fix it. It's still awful. And it's weird. Like something, you'll it'll f flip to like a, a tight shot on something, and it's like, oh, it's great. It's all, They're all back. And then you go back to trying to fight, and it's just like, so it's, a lot of that's PC. bizarre, dude. It's play anywhere, so I mean, it, I, I'm really thinking I just need to swap to Xbox, go back to the Xbox, but I don't want to. But see, I haven't played a game on PC in a while, and then I got into The Evil Within two, uh -huh. and I was actually just messing around with the settings, and it was having not played a PC game, like an actual PC game, not like point and click adventure or something that's uh -huh. like really low res, minimalistic, like a triple A title. And I, I played it, and I didn't realize that is is it's. Is it mostly that you can have the overlay of like 60 frames per second and all that stuff? Like all that stuff. Like, is it in? It's uh, does that happen mostly in game now too? Because I mean, there's a setting in Evil Within 2 that's just like 
A lot of, I games, literally a lot get of to, games do not have no because that was settings. that was really nice because I'm like I'm playing on my laptop and it's really nice. It's like 16 gigs of RAM and all that nice stuff. I got a really nice you know graphics card in it and uh, I could get it to go at 60 frames per second at 720 and it looked great and. All I need, and having that like little ticker up there, like showing me, it's like, oh, there's a dipping, so I just need to adjust this, and I actually got to fine tune it mm-hmm. in game without anything else, and I thought that was really nice. A lot of them have benchmark settings where you yeah. can hit a benchmark and it'll do like a fly through and kind of a, a try and display all of its graphical possibilities. I like this <coughs> game will, will be like, hey, this is going to impact your form- performance a lot, mm-hmm. and it will help your frame rate a lot if you lower it, mm-hmm. or when it's like, this won't do much, don't bother changing yeah. it. Uh, but if you want if you want a good overlay, uh, MSI Afterburner, or just the NVIDIA one is fine, too. Um, yeah. But those those generally do help. And, and I think NVIDIA, I haven't used it in a long time. What, like Shadow, Shadow Play? Play got, or not Shadow Play, uh, since the experience got... Crappy, but uh, they, yeah. they they do they did optimize games for a while, and I, and for initially like that worked okay. Um, like if you're just worried about getting perfect frame rate, but I haven't tried that uh, because yeah, I, I usually don't mess with that either. But again, I've turned down every setting to low, and the weird part is it's got a benchmark utility built into it. I hit the benchmark, and I'm getting oh you know 100 frames per second. Through the been, entire benchmark. There have been a lot of PC games lately that have like right out the gate have been having issues. Just like Assassin's Creed Origins has had that issue. Assassin's Creed Origins with the uh, it's mm-hmm. not, but it might have double DRM nonsense. I had I've heard Shadows of War. I've heard yep. um, even some with uh, Evil Within too. So I don't know. It was interesting because I, I started looking around to see if there were people having this problem, and, and most people seemed to be okay. So I know I don't know if there may just not be a lot of people playing it on the PC, uh, or it could be something that is specific to the. Play anywhere version though Jeremy bought the Steam version originally he, he'd been playing it I think he's beaten it now um, and he was having a lot of crazy issues like textures not loading uh, just like people's heads would just not be there I, I'm when I played for the seven eight hours I did play I played in the Steam version with no problems but it was also early on so early on it ran great yeah I didn't have issues until uh, more recently. So, are you near post game, like end game? I think so. Have you noticed any grind yet? Um, I haven't felt like I'm I'm grinding anything. Like I'm still getting gear whenever I want to. In most cases, I, I choose not to take the gear just to you know because you usually have the option. You get gear by killing people. Just want to keep moving. Well, I, I I capture them and make them you know part of my army instead sure. of killing them. So, uh, I've got all these guys working for me, and I my still get gear fairly regularly for people that I just happen to kill or time when it I heard there was like to you. an orc level jump where it was just like you it's like you can end the he's like near the like the pinnacle of like all right we're getting to the end of the game though the orcs that you have in your party would generally be like around 20 something and then something jumps and then they're like 30 or 40 I'm I'm hitting the part where I'm starting to see 30s and 40s like I've got I'm 35 my Character level is 35 or 36. You can only capture up to your level. Okay. Um, and I've been seeing some 40s start to show up. There's a lot of things that's, that are have like mini quests on on items to upgrade them, but they're really weirdly sporadic. Like your, all your legendary gear, which is the fancy, fancy stuff, you get an upgrade chance for to make it a level 20 thing and then an upgrade chance to make it a level 40 thing. Um, but you have to... Most of them require you to capture someone that is level 40 to do that. So you can't do it until you're 40. 
unless so you get lucky okay. and get one of them that's like kill somebody that's level 40. And then you have to find someone's level 40 or find someone in an online. Sometimes it's like a kill someone that's level 40 in an online vendetta. It's but mostly not that bad. I mean, I don't need that. You haven't had any loot box issues. I, you don't feel the need to purchase. Them. I have not felt the need to purchase one. In fact, most things that I've gotten from a loot box, I've I got followers out of them, and I'm like, I, cool. I don't need you. And you can get loot boxes with in-game currency too, right? You can get loot some loot boxes with in-game okay. currency. There's like you can get the, they've got the you know, bargain basement level the, one. The wooden box, then there's the silver box, pretty then much. The gold box, and then the platinum you box. You can only buy the wooden box with the in-game currency. Okay. Um, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't had any need to buy anything. It's it's still ultimately kind of a skill game, so. You, like like Batman was. It's yeah, like you it's can exactly kind of go like in like really really chill and not upgrade pretty much anything unless it's like a story upgrade. The skills are the important part, and those are free. I mean, rather you can't buy them with money. <laughs> uh, but it has the same. It suffers a little bit from the same problem that the last one did, where you unlock everything you want, and then you're like, I got skill points. I guess I'll just unlock this other stuff. But most of the they're major skills, and then they have sub skills on them. But the sub skills are like toggle. So you can only have oh, one sub skill on okay. at a time. So it's like I got the one I want. I guess I'll unlock this one just because I have the point, but I'm not going to use it. Sure. So uh, yeah, it's. I still like it. I just want it to run. Mm. <laughs> I want it to love me back. <laughs> All right. So Mario, Mario Odyssey, huh? Mario Odyssey. It's, the game is amazing. It's so good. So good. You, you haven't played it. No. So you, all three you, of us have played it. You yeah. haven't played so it. I'm gonna, you're so gonna we have to it. sell it on Yeah, you. sell me are on you, it. Are you, have you liked previous Mario games? The last Mario game that I have played mm -hmm. is Super Mario World. Really? You, know, you didn't play any of Super like, Mario World's good. Or, it's a great game. Like I didn't have any of those platforms. Okay. Okay, you do have a Switch, though. I have a Switch now. This is okay. a great one to dive into. Did you, did you like Breath of the Wild? Did you I did it? like Breath of the Wild. Okay. You can't compare this to Breath of the Wild. You can't compare. This is this is. It's, then you've taken a very unusual like, direction here. Well, no, it, it's Nintendo kind of did the the same it, at at a base level. This is Mario in an open world setting to a degree. Okay. Um, you are doing a lot of similar things at face value, but the characterization of like actually accomplishing those goals is much different. Like. Um, Collecting Korok seeds and solving those puzzles is very similar to some of the stuff that you use, like getting moons and stuff. But this is much more the focus of the game, so they take that to a really high level, and they make those puzzles like really interesting. Some are super easy, but some of the puzzles are like really cool. And it's like, well, how do I get there? It's a floating island in the sky, and it's like, well, there's a secret painting that you can go into that'll teleport you over here, and then you have to solve this puzzle, and it'll spit you out somewhere else. I mean, that's so it's a lot of. I can see how that would be the outgrowth of the the Mario formula. Um, it's not, it's not a singular open world. Imagine. That's true. It basically, there are you, you're traveling around kingdoms that are on a planet that looks a lot like Earth, and um, every kingdom has its own theme. Every kingdom has its own little mini storyline that you'll be following through for the main story. Uh, but also, there are all these branching, not branching. There's just an open world to explore and find moons. Some moons are very much like, oh, you you see a moon, go pick it up. Some moons mm -hmm. have a puzzle attached to them. Okay, you keep saying find moons. moons what are... am I doing in this game? Okay, how? Okay, <laughs> have you beaten the game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are. That's also very unusual, by the way, that this many people have beaten the game that quickly. Right. So let me. It's very addictive. Let me. Well, let me explain that again as well. When you say beat the game, uh, that means beat the, the main story. If you played like a, a Mario, like mm. 64, or any of them, your your main 
goal is not just to beat the story. Right. Once you beat the story, then you're free. To, like, I beat the story and I probably You can also had, be a T-Rex. Just well, I've heard that. Just People keep trying to sell that. But. I, I, I've beaten the story and I had roughly 180 stars like I, or moons. I wasn't really going through and collecting all of them as I went. And the moons are the thing that you're doing in the game. You're, you're finding moons, you're solving puzzles to get moons, you're okay. walking around and collecting and whatever. Um, once I beat them, once I beat the story, I had 180 and that opens up for every planet, a set of new moons. And every planet can have anywhere from like 50 to 100 moons. Gravitational, um, that sounds unlikely, but all right. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> uh, and and when, there's, like, there's a total of like, n there's 999, but you can buy some of them, so the real total is like 800. Something. Yeah. Um, but 999? There, there's, yes, yes, there's 999 moons. But for the princess ain't one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but a little disappointing. The best thing I can say about this game is just like super, super fucking creative. Every every area has its own enemy that you can throw your cap onto and become uh, that's unique to that area. Are generally kind of like, like the Kazooie. Yeah, like in Banjo Kazooie, each world had like something you could turn into that would help you solve puzzles. Like yeah. this Mario has that. I'm yeah. guessing that putting hats on things is basically this game's equivalent of the what used to be in Super Mario 3 like the different suits to a degree yeah, yeah. there's no there's no power ups you mm -hmm. basically utilize the enemies to like either solve a puzzle or get through it and like the hammer brothers like they can throw the hammers and break down walls uh -huh. um, the goombas can stack on top of each other so you can get to higher places or interact with and uh, other enemies like passively uh -huh. they play um, like there's boss a lot battles. of ones there's a lot of ones that i wouldn't spoil but there are a lot of ones that like are super surprising and like the the way they utilize them are really creative. There's one or two that maybe are kind of lame. Like there's one. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but the, the area you're in is is surrounded by this like essentially lava. If you touch it, you die. Um, and so there's one enemy that just lets you traverse the area, and it's not really exciting. It's just like you. It's neat looking, but it's not really particularly. Right. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, uh, there's uh, there's one that's really cool. Um, it like it's kind of like flood. In, in it's Mario Odyssey's version of Flood, where you can kind of like levitate and fly around and stuff like that, and you utilize that to like mm -hmm. solve again. It's like a lot of these enemies is you know when you capture them, you're using them not to beat other enemies, but to solve a particular puzzle that that enemy has a function for. When you yeah, yeah when you break down the game, it's essentially just solving a bunch puzzle. of puzzles. Yep. Yeah, and, it's, but like platform related. Yep. It's weird for a Mario game. You don't have a punch and a kick. Your goal, like they like they said, it's not really beating enemies. Like, you're not actively trying to kill all the enemies. I mean, Mario was never really about killing all the enemies. Totally. Yeah. Or at least like, in the it, games it, that In I a lot of Marios, yeah. you want to you get they all the enemies out of obstacles. your way. Right, you want to get them out of your way so you can you can roam freely, but in this game, it's like, no, you're, you're just trying to use them. And what are we looking at in terms of motion controls? Uh, so, that's my one this, is, this is, this is, uh -oh. the game makes cardinal sin. Uh-oh. And, and that is, there are, there are necessary, okay. There are motion controls. There, are, there are things you can do in the game only via motion controls, and the primary, the primary ones are things like throwing your hat into the air, uh, which I've never used. I also never used so, it, either, so, so it's not so, necessarily. So useful. there are things you can do, but you like, you, you might not do. Right. Uh, like so, I, so for instance, you can throw your hat right, and if you like okay. shake your Joy-Con in a certain direction, the hat will curve that way. Right. Uh, so you can kind of like home it and shake on it in a certain direction. Right. So like, if you like throw your, your okay. Joy-Con to the right, your hat curves to the right. But okay. but it's but it's, so also it's like throwing a bowling ball. Right. basically. Yes. Okay. Uh, the other thing is like so if you there's a thing where you can like jump and you'll go into a roll, mm -hmm. and if you want to continue that momentum, you have to like 
kind of like oh, you, you can, can just press Y. Yeah. You just press Y. You just press Y. Okay. Well, so a, lot, a lot of those. <laughs> didn't even tell a, me a, that. Lot of, a lot of the motion. You've been zombying in your house the entire time for no reason. <laughs> I look like a crazy person. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> switch and just. A lot of the motion controls have a, an analog uh, equivalent, but some don't. Um, and I think the, the the ones that cause a problem for me are um, things like when you when you control enemies. Some of, most of them have like a, a function that you just push. Uh, a B or X with, and that'll like it'll like jump or it'll do their their action. But some of them also have like a secondary attack, just to, like clear enemies out. And well, some of them you can like mash all the buttons, and it will do like if you're the fish, you can mash all the buttons, and it'll spin and do the attack. But some of them don't have that, and you have to shake the Joy-Con. And when you're in handheld mode, it's impossible. There's there's one thing that I didn't like in some. Uh, there's a particular enemy you take over, and then it goes into like a third person shooter kind of mm-hmm. a thing, and. It's fine, and you can use the use the non-motion controls to aim. However, if you are in any, basically, it's like any control scheme, moving will move the reticle. So it will move it anyway. So it's like you're actually moving it with no. the, the analog stick, but if like you're moving this, yeah. it'll like mess with like what you're actually aiming at. Can you turn that off? Um, can turn motion controls off, but you lose the ability to do any of those abilities. Yes. Do you, right. Are you talking about why the, would you the, have the, the option area? there? No, uh, was... the. Uh, uh, the one in uh, New Donk City. So, like, the, the first time you see it is in New Donk City. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, you can turn the motion controls off, but you there's no, like, alternative to using, like, the abilities that you would get with motion controls. That said, so, I, I didn't know you could turn motion controls off. Uh, it's, like, some minor annoyances, mm-hmm. but... If that's my, it's like it wasn't like a make it or break it thing. It was just like, well, that was annoying. I could like literally a second, and and I was already over it, and already just like it was just a tiny little thing. When it comes down to it, like I can still beat the game with the motion controls turned off, but I lose the ability to do some of the cool, like fun platforming stuff that I might want to be trying to do. Um, I, I never, I never found it hindered me in that way. It was just like I would, I would love to throw my hat in the air for no reason at all. Uh, but, just to do it, <laughs> right? Um, there must be some purpose to that, or is it just to have? Fun? If, if there's an enemy above you, you can throw your hat. Okay, up. But, and I'm sure there's like some but, sort of major but, glitch you can do to like throw the hat right. in the air and then bounce off it and then shoot. But the, the equivalent of, of that is like you jump and throw your hat. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is like there, this game has uh, a lot of really good mastery to the, the movement. Um, at first, I felt like I was a little bit, like I couldn't do a lot, I couldn't jump very far, but then I found that you can jump, you can throw your hat, you can dive to your hat, and if, you're, if you then hold X again to, to keep your hat there, you can bounce off it, mm-hmm. then you can throw your hat again and then dive to it once more, and you can mm-hmm. go like 30, 40 feet in one go. It's yep. really great. I've seen a lot of gifts of people like yeah. climbing structures and things yeah. like that, uh, using that sort of techniques. Uh, and th- those like those take some practice, but once you once you nail it, it's like this. It becomes a whole lot more fun. It, it does sort of break the game in spots where you get to places that you maybe should have had to go through a harder section to get to. Yeah, you can just kind of like levitate yourself to higher planes, but it's like again, that's you have to get really good at being able to do that. So while it's like you could have gone through a harder area, uh-huh. you mastered this specific subset of skills that allows you to go past this. It's like, well, you did something else, but you're still rewarded for your mastery of that particular subset of skills, or you could have just done it the way the game wants you. And I don't really care to like master that, mm-hmm. but I am really excited to see what speedrunners you, you should, you like should, speed you should give yourself like an hour and just try to get the the double hat the double hat jump because it, okay. it it's amazing it adds so much to the game you, you're able to get so much further like it's also a great recovery move there's so many times where like oh i'm falling off a cliff throw my hat bounce to my hat jump yep. off the throw again it's great there are times where it's like you can you can 
throw the hat, uh, jump, throw the hat, bounce on the hat, dive, throw the hat, and it's like you can just traverse from I one side of the map to the other if you I can keep th- that I think going. there's a hard cap, though, on the amount of hat jumps you can get. You can keep I, I going. Really? Okay. It's basically, like, depending on, there's a move that particularly cancels it. And it like resets the counter to zero. Gotcha. And it's it's the dive because it thinks it's like, well, you're not going to be able to. It's like if you're fast enough, you can get back to that gotcha. reset and throw it again. I've only been able to do it a couple times, and then I, I felt like it hard capped me, but I guess not. I'm just really excited to see speedrunners break the game. Yeah. Like they're gonna. They've already. To I think they already have like a two hour. Really. Any, any percentage. That's yeah. nuts. Um, the game also it completely breaks from Mario convention. Uh, you know, normally in a Mario game, you'll have like specific levels like up. Oh, like a boo haunted mansion level Mm -hmm. or you know x level and most of those are gone um even uh, certain uh, okay i won't say this but even certain levels that you would definitely expect to be in the game are completely different than what you'd expect than what you'd expect and and the way the way they subvert your expectations is super creative and super fun it's like you're not going through the modernized version of the n64 game you're going through a new game that like has a new spin on everything that they've done in the past and like you've seen in the trailers like they added like weird shit like dinosaurs and humans like regular humans to the game which is really weird it's super weird uh those are kind of like dinosaurs what's that well no like we're talking like legitimately fully rendered dinosaur Uh, i will say like they they open with that t-rex and that's still probably one of the coolest possessions that you get i thought i thought there would be i thought if they open with that they're like they're definitely gonna let you possess like a planet but no. not, not quite. <laughs> the other thing is this game also has a co-op mode. Uh-huh. And while the co-op mode isn't necessarily super useful or anything like that, it does allow you to, like, it's it's kind of like little brother co-op mode. So it's like if you have a kid or you have somebody who's younger who you want to play a game with and they're not necessarily great with, like, object permanence or, you know, it's like, or being able to solve these puzzles, you be Mario and they can be the cap. And they can go around collecting coins for you, and you'll be like, "Oh, go over there, so, stay there for a second. So it's it's a fun, easy co-op mm-hmm. that you can play with somebody who's not necessarily proficient with games, but still wants to interact and have that level of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's very simple. And you can actually like, it's like if you get somebody who's actually a high-level player playing as the mm-hmm. cap, you can break this game open. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like little things that make this game truly unique. And uh, very different than any other Mario game, while still taking those uh, typical conventions from Mario and bringing them to a new level. Yeah. Mm. That being said, like there are also some really cool throwbacks, like the 2D sections. There will be sections where you like take a pipe that kind of puts you into a mural mode where it's 2D, right. but you're playing as 2D Mario, and they're fun platforming sections. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's other stuff throughout the game I don't want to spoil, but that are like awesome like callbacks and kind mm-hmm. of like throw you through the history of Mario. Yeah. All right. So how many hours to beat would you say? I would say. A r- roughly, it's hard to gauge because I don't have the number, but I, I think it was around 15 to 20. 15 to yeah. 20? Um, I probably put in about 15 as well. And, and I'm definitely going to go back and, like, I've already beat I've already, game. I mean, I'm at, like, 380 stars now, or yeah. moons. I have to I have to keep going. I mean, Mario's typically about replayability. So yeah. Well, it's, it's just, not, though, if you want to make that first initial run through. Well, that's the thing. is like, you're not even, you're not replaying. You're just completing the areas. Mm-hmm. If you are a person that likes to complete stuff, this mm-hmm. game will give you... It's obviously, a lot to do. Obviously, a ton of stars, but also every kingdom has their own vendors, uh-huh. um, and they'll sell you like a unique set of clothes. <laughs> and there's there's um, normal yeah. coins, and then there's purple coins, and which the, the, are unique to that right. particular world. Every, every kingdom transactions. Every, no, no, no. no. Nope. Every, every every kingdom basically has their own currency to buy their own set of clothes. 
that's unique to that kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's also like a the general coin currency. And every time you unlock uh, a new number of stars or moons, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> every time you unlock a new number of moons, uh, more clothes will open up. Like even post game, every time I turn in some moons, like you got new clothes to, to get. And I'm like, oh shit, those are cool clothes. I'm gonna go buy them. The other thing is um, about those clothes. Uh, some of them, uh, people initially thought they were locked behind amiibo, but. You don't need the amiibo to unlock them. It's like there's there's a Luigi outfit that you can get, and you can just tap the Luigi outfit uh -huh. with the amiibo, or just collect enough moons yep. and it'll unlock okay, for you. So, you can get so every about, costume that they have, you can buy in the game without having to purchase those amiibos. So it's like if you're worried about DLC for using those amiibos, uh -huh. you don't need them. Do you know about uh, the the ones you get from the actual Odyssey amiibos? Um, you can get them. You can get them. I, I figured you could because yes. at a certain point. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got I got a couple of the amiibos. Um, I still want to get the Bowser one. I'm missing the Bowser one too, and I'm really upset. It's like they had Mario and Peach, and I'm like, yes. I'm like, do you yeah. have Bowser? Did you go to like, Best Buy. <sighs> yes, I, I went too. to Best Buy. I went to GameStop. Um, I, I had some points, and my amiibos ended up costing me one dollar. And I was like, I feel very good about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that game, that game, and 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 uh, Breath of the Wild have been my two favorite games of the year. And like I'm kind of blown away to say that Nintendo has been like the strongest platform for me this year. I definitely far. feel like I'm I'm back in like the Nintendo ecosystem. Yep. Like I'm yeah. looking forward to like more Nintendo games. And well, you were never out. Come oh, th well, the thing is, is like they have made they have made some. I was like I liked my Wii U and uh -huh. it had a bunch of great games on it. System was literally uh, a Wii with a Fisher Price touchscreen. Uh -huh. There's a lot of things that they did way huge missteps with. And it's like. But they had Splatoon on it, which was really good and a really neat IP that they, you know, brought to the Switch. Uh -huh. And it's like a lot of these things, it's like, you should, probably should have killed the Wii U off sooner, focused on handheld stuff and developed a lot of these things as launch things for the Switch. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty for Nintendo. And it's like, there's things that I don't necessarily agree with. Like, the 2DS is still stupid to it's me. The 2DS out there. They're the, still selling them. The 2DS XL, where that actually closes, like, that's what you should have launched with. That is, like, because I never turn on my 3D slider. I never use it whatsoever. There's no point for me to have it. So it's like, I have this new 3DS XL, and it's really cool. And there's a function I have never and will never use on it. So there's a lot of stuff about Nintendo that's, like, like, look, you're just, what the hell are you, you doing? You still love them, though. But they're... All of that, Amiibo collector. I, uh, I yeah. do, the thing is, <laughs> I like the Amiibos because they are high quality, they look great, and they're great little collectibles. And they're spying on you. And they are spying on me. They're yes. living in your house. Yeah. They're, they're consuming your power and electricity. You don't even know it. Look, they're, you know, they're sucking up your Wi-Fi signal. They might be giving they're me why, power. They're why uh, Austin has lost internet today. Oh. It's amiibos throughout the city have banded together. They're becoming sentient. They're forming a neural network. This is like toy soldiers. <laughs> this is how it starts. I have this really great image of Ryan with like a bat and a helmet, and he's just beating the shit. I will out be of the last bastion against the amiibos. <laughs> I will be standing over the crushed remains of human society, <laughs> swatting tiny amiibos to dust. There's one image in my head that defines you, Ryan. That's that image. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it sounds like you guys are all by it. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. All right. Well, it, it is a system seller for sure. They bundled it with, they, okay. they released new, they, they actually manufactured more Switches mm -hmm. and their specific Nintendo, as I should say, uh, Mario Odyssey bundle. So it comes with a digital download for the game mm -hmm. and red Joy-Cons for Mario. 
and it's like, hey, here it is. This is the system seller. This is like the it's like back in the days of the the NES or the Super Nintendo, where it's like, hey, here's Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt with the NES, or here's Super Mario World with the S, uh, SNES. This is that for mm -hmm. for this console, though before it was probably Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they're, they're very different types of games. So, I mean, that's that's going to appeal to different audiences. You should audiences. still buy Breath of the Wild. You should still play it. It's, yeah. it's super By good. far, game of the year for me. All right. Really still? Uh, even after, uh, even after like, we've been having a really great year for games. Dude, I mean, I've been playing a lot of games, but none of them have, like, blown me away, like, and changed so many conventions. That's true. The way uh, Breath of the Wild did. Okay, then. Let's talk about some news. Magic, they're gone. It's like those cans were never there. Ruin that continuity. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm improving the set. Oh, fair I'm, enough. Rid of this. Oh, it's garbage. This, the spooky stuff is gone, I just noticed. Even though that makes sense because it's not uh, October. It's, it's November, Ryan. We're getting ready for Christmas. It's yeah, November barely. 2nd. Where's the turkeys? Come on. That's the problem is everyone skips over Thanksgiving and it never gets its due. I'm actually oh. surprised you're not in a Santa outfit right now. For no, podcast. that's Christmas. you got to give Thanksgiving its All right, what? so next week what we'll do is we'll go to HEB, we'll just get a bunch of deli turkey meat, and we'll just hang it all around just the set. Just lunch meat everywhere. Yep. Cool. I like Thanksgiving a lot. You should. It's a great holiday. Because it's, it's, it's good food. But it it's doesn't have food, the same family. It doesn't have the same like holiday cheer as Christmas. Nah, I, you're doing it wrong. I don't <laughs> feel I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to fix that, man. What, what do you what do you, do you like do you celebrate like Halloween? Yeah. It's the month before Halloween, I'm watching scary movies. Um, I'm eating candies, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'm just I'm in the I'm in the Halloween spirit. Everything's spooky. There's bats and pumpkins, and I'm loving. It's it. like October first. It's like, all right, time to get spooky. Right. Let's do this. Pre, okay. pre, pre Christmas. I I'm, know what the problem is. Pre Christmas, I'm watching I'm watching yeah. Christmas movies. I'm I'm baking cookies. I'm already singing Christmas carols in my car. On right. The I'm singing so many songs. That's to a Grace. travesty. Well, it's the Muppet it. Christmas no, Carol. All right. It. Uh, Muppet Christmas right Carol. Now. Timeless. Too early. But what do you do? What do you, how do you how do you get in the spirit okay. for Thanksgiving? Here's the problem. Uh, this is news, by the way. This is yeah, absolutely this is news. news speed run. This is the problem with Thanksgiving right now, at least where we live. Uh, nature isn't holding up its its part. part no, there's no colored like leaves. Fall, yeah. It's like yeah, things are okay. supposed to like a whole world is supposed to be getting like, hey, it's fall. It keeps things bouncing between like 60 degrees and like 80 degrees. It's, it's fucking like, 80 degrees out there. It that is, is hit, not fall. We have lush green trees mm -hmm. up through November. We hit December first. All the leaves just disappear. They don't even hit they the ground. They panic and hit the like, floor. Oh, they they gone. hit the ground at my house. Oh yeah. And they stay there until I get. Ambitious enough to take care of that. Light a match and burn it all down. Uh, that would probably raise my insurance premiums a lot. It solves the problem faster, though. It does not. It makes new ones. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, the tree won't make any more leaves. There is that problem it, solved. Again, but... problem solved. Hey, let's talk about Assassin's Creed getting fake review boosted on Metacritic. Did it really? Yes, it did. Uh, that's oh, yeah. what this says. Uh, with the launch of Assassin's Creed Origins, there was a huge flood of fake reviews that pumped up the Metacritic score. These reviews were all from accounts with Alphabet Soup usernames and seemed to be spamming similar language. For example, dozens of them said, and by the way, this is uh, uh, word for word. as is written and it is Quote. not great uh, English. Which better than Assassin's Creed Unities and Assassin's Creed Syndicates? It is more mature and best, yet interesting in character, and the historical characters are handled well. 
accent. Handle. Really cool how they added that accent. Yeah, into yeah, no, it's really that comes across perfectly. It does. Uh, I memorized that, by the way. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kotaku quoted Mark Doyle at Metacritic saying, "It's not a frequent occurrence. Maybe two, three games a year." Doyle said, "And yes, we've been aware of this case, and we've been mon uh, moderating these reviews and suspending those accounts, most of which had one single review in their history. Go figure." Uh, the people doing it appear to be changing it up with the chunk of text they keep replicating, but our moderators are working overtime to combat it. Probably just changing up the bad English, yep. mainly. Uh, with bonuses and raises tied to Metacritic scores, is this something we might see more of in the future? Is there bonuses and raises tied yeah, to Metacritic scores? Certain, yeah. certain companies Yikes. give uh, bonuses hmm. uh, out depending on what the game's Metacritic score. I know that, uh, uh, I, I believe EA has done it is it, is it user score that doesn't critic surprise score. me. It's I think it's just Metacritic score overall. Hmm. So it's like it's it's whatever the final Metacritic score is after a certain period of time. That's rough. So I I think that Metacritic doing this like as quickly as possible and to just like get rid of it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to have any like long lasting effects. But um, they say two three games a year. So this isn't like an isolate. It's not like, it's like Ubisoft's trying to boost mm -hmm. this. It's not like. It's, how do you feel but, about adding a vetting system to Metacritic, where if you are a new account and you post a single review, then it's maybe in its own section, uh, it's in, it's gated off until you've established not that count you're gonna, towards the aggregate is what you're saying until, until, you until establish that you're gonna you're gonna be a, a frequent contributor. Kind of like how Rotten Tomatoes has their like you know like actual movie reviewer scores, right? And people that can just sign up for an account and create their movie. Pretty reviews. much, yeah. We just I mean, need to eliminate anonymity on the internet and just give everyone a real ID that's tied to your social security number and you scan it in your computer every time you log into a new website and that way you can't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's, coming in, Adam's coming in hot and heavy with coming this. to work tomorrow and Adam's gonna be like putting chips into our computer. <laughs> it's like scan, comment, go. When you're fired you just get evaporated yep. into nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's really the danger you run when you have any kind of crowdsourced it's, review process, though, is people are going to game it. I think, honestly, that might be the, the best way to go about things is to actually just it's like have that vetting system. It's like once you have a couple like good reviews under your belt, like say, and I don't know, it's like not even like a high bar, like three to five, something mm -hmm. very simple. And it's like once you've actually, I, I don't like, think that I don't think that would solve the problem because if these are just bots and they can just be like, OK, post five reviews. Well, it's like you'd have to be like. Rated by other people like you have you have the you have the other people like reviewing the reviews It's like mm -hmm. basically like the Amazon thing yeah. of like is this useful? Why n? How credible? Mm -hmm. but, then, but then it's like then we'll just game each other's by rating each other's how do you there's a certain point where you make it so annoying That it's yeah. just not worth it's, it anymore yeah. And that's really that's what the I mean look at the TSA. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> They're just making it really annoying. So we don't fly anymore. Yes, and so no one wants just, to get on the plane. Just walk. Yeah. You know what? How, how, done with how it. is Assassin's Creed? I tweeted the other day, and yet. I was like, hey, this looks interesting. I haven't played one in a while. Is this a good one to jump into? I've and heard some, it's okay. Someone wrote back, that's a personal opinion. You should just try it. A lot of people in my office are really enjoying it. I will say it's very weird walking by an Assassin's Creed game being played and seeing numbers pop out of people. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's well, the thing is, why is that cool? I love combat text. I, I like seeing floating numbers. You're an MMO because guy. because it gives me when I'm when I get when I get bigger numbers, I know uh -huh. I'm improving. Uh, the game the game is a lot All of right. fun, uh, and it's. If I were to compare it to anything, it definitely feels like, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 was what kind of, like with Ezio and everything, uh -huh. was what kind of like really pulled a lot more people into Assassin's Creed. This feels like the next, like, step in the games that's going to pull more people into the games. Um, I would say, though, are you going to play it on PC or are you going to play it on a console? 
Uh, I mean, I'm a PC person, so. I would not pick it up then. Really? Ooh, that bad? Uh, uh, my roommate tried to pick it up and play it on PC, and it completely just crashed your computer. There have been reports of it, like, hard maxing. Oh, yeah, that's right. The the whole, uh, like, you... Breaking computers. Apparently, it is layered with, like, both Denuvo as DRM oh, and, and you play. VMSphere. Yeah, yeah, there's another... On there's, top of it. There's another, yeah, so then just... Uh, Go on. Uh, it's it allegedly there is the the second DRM. Ubisoft says no, but people and they said that uh, and I, it was a statement like this is like last night that they're just like no you shouldn't be having this shouldn't be having any problems and if you have any PC problems or anything you should go to the Ubisoft and, uh, support site and report it and it's like this is a widespread thing that a lot of people are saying it's like it's it's like I have it's like you know it's a GTX 1080 I have my rig is amazing. But I can see this taxing my computer. It's not. It's like it's like I have an ultimate rig. This is like the best anything money can buy, and I can see things getting hitting a hundred percent. It's not affecting my gameplay because my rig is so good, but I can see it. You know, maxing out my CPU at a hundred percent, and yeah. I can see it taxing it. Long story short, things. something in the game is like hard maxing out CPUs. People will like alt tab out and look at their CPU usage, and it's at hundred percent. And it stays there for a while. Chugging. It's interesting because that's similar to what I'm seeing in, in Shadow of War. I was going to say, like, it, it sounds like something's there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of like back DRM that's like causing computers to chug. But um, yeah, I so like I and I just purchased it on console, installed it, and it booted up right away, and I was just able to play it. So I don't know what it is that's doing it. They've but. also, I mean, the other weird thing about it in going into this version is, aside from the combat text, is they now have a very Diablo-esque. Equipment system, right? It's very yep. loot system, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're like uh, enemies have levels where yeah. it's like I can't fight that guy yet. He's too awesome. In the trailer, they showed I believe he was fighting like a giant basilisk or like some sort of giant snake. Was that a fantasy thing or was that just like oh, there's a big anaconda? Apparently, you can fight like there's like a whole like Egyptian god fighting thing. Okay. Where and there's going to be DLC with more of that later. Yeah. Okay. So. That's sort of what what I would be interested in is not fighting humans. I feel like just fighting people over and over gets boring. Well, oh. something something that you might be interested in is apparently there's like a level cap you can hit, and then some future DLCs is going to raise that level cap and give you more mm. bosses to fight and kind of do that whole gear grindy system. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, I'll, I'll be quite honest. There's like almost no games that keep my interest long enough for me to want to play the DLC. Okay, fair um, I think the only one... You gonna play Breath of the Wild? Really has been Dark Souls. I tried to play Breath no, no, of no, the Wild. No, 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 the story one. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably play the story one, but I tried to play the one... With the, the with, trials? The, with the trials, and I just <clears throat> I tried playing hard mode. It was fucking hard. It dude. is really hard. Fuck, man, the game's so hard. So <laughs> you you like the flavor text for like seeing all the the yeah the floating combat text is but is what I'm into. even with even with the minimalistic UI that this has, I mean, it's like it's all like way out of the way, and it's very simple, and I think it fades away, right? Well, this is also from the alpha yeah. too. So. Yeah, this. I mean, it's like, I, I guess so it's, like, it's a it, personal preference thing. I mean, I listen, suppose it's true. If you can turn it off, great. I mean, it depends. I, I haven't played this specific game, but. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I like seeing my numbers get huge. Yeah, I'm um, but if it, but if it is if it is a Dark Souls esque combat system, probably would prefer not to have. I've it. heard it's more like for honor in terms of the combat system, in terms of like battling. Mm -hmm. But I know that, that like sound good to me. <laughs> I know the DLC is going to kind of end up like raising that little cap, giving you more like boss battles. But the boss battles are supposed to be all like Egyptian gods like related. So you know what, like just looking at this and having seen a lot of the gameplay and everything like that, it really reminds me of uh, uh, Darksiders 2, 
where it's like a very like roguelike where you're like oh, you're actually rolling for loot and you're actually like like you said it's like you can see the numbers popping up when you're actually fighting enemies it's like oh this is better and it's like because these the, the loot that you get in this game actually has tiers yeah. too just so like, like that so color again, color tiers color tiers and stuff like that so it as far as like that loot mechanic and you know like, tagging enemies and enemy levels that, that's and the thing, that flavor I like, text I like loot systems but I, I also don't like fighting the same type of enemies over and over. I know that there are different types of human humanoid enemies, but there's gonna, something about fighting monsters that does it for me. Yeah, I completely agree with you. There. I'm gonna dive into it some more this weekend, and I'll, I'll report. Love that. Right that was great. But uh, yeah, like it's something I'm really looking forward to, to diving into and getting really into to see how it's gonna play and how it compares to previous Assassin's Creeds. Yeah. All right. So Metacritic boosting bad Assassin's Creed, maybe. It's eh. all right. Uh, let's talk about uncensored patches blocked on Steam. You guys like nudies? Yes. Nudies, nudies. I'm not gonna complain. I, I think the, the whole thing was like they, they're not allowing people to talk about it. Is it, is it oh, here, I'll read it real quick and then we'll. Uh, this week news came out that Steam is no longer allowing adult games to push patches that will uncensor their games. Previous to this, which I didn't even know was an option, mm -hmm. uh, other than that one Gal game, Galgun, where yeah. that was a DLC though. It wasn't a patch. It was, yeah, and the thing is, is that one was like you pay for the DLC, Eight, but again, $90. you don't. Well, right. You can unlock it in the game. They okay. literally, re yeah, they literally released it, oh. and they said you shouldn't buy this. This is a joke DLC, and people are like, oh my god, ninety dollars. Like, they literally said in in the description of the thing, it's like you can get this in the game by just playing the game. <laughs> but it, so it was really like a gag DLC to get headlines, and it gotcha. worked. I mean, it, it got work. them headlines. Uh, previous to this, it became a normal practice to put censored version of adult games on Steam and then provide a patch on the Steam support pages or descriptions to patch fully uncensored content. According to the makers of Galaxy Girls, mm -hmm. let's look that game up in a minute. It is a dating site. I have it pulled uh, up right now. All right, Steam will no longer allow them to host the patches on you, Steam. You cannot look at that at work. Explain. Uh, <laughs> how to get them somewhere else or acknowledge they exist at all. So, yeah, basically... You can't acknowledge that they exist. On, as, on, on Steam. If you want to have your game on Steam. What if on you have a trailer okay. on Steam that's like, so, it exists. So the way, on Steam. The way that they, this particular company is circumventing this, and I feel, like, this. And I feel like most, most companies are going to do this as well, <laughs> and they kind of already do, is they release the game, and you just go to their website, and they host the patch there. Uh -huh. And... Most of them said, hey, if you want an uncensored patch, go, and they'd have that listed in the description of the they video or in a patch. Now they can't link to it. But, I mean, if you play the game, you're probably, you know, it's like going to look at their website at least once. And to, I'm sure it's well, like going to be To give you some, Steam, like, frame of reference on, okay, here are some of the games they make. He's looking at porn. Right I now. had to scroll past some of these thumbnails. Uh, Alexis Wild Knight. Yep. Galaxy Girls. Battle Girls, Army Gals, Bunny Bounce, Beauty Bounce, Magi Trials, Negligy, Summer Fling, uh, Echo Tokyo Intro, High School Romance, High School Possession, Divine Slice of Life, and Beach Bounce are and, just some of the games. And most, and most and of those girls. are dating sims. Oh, yeah. And then on their shopping page on their website, you can actually buy body, buy body pillows uh, of some of the girls from the games. Of course you can. That is uh, actually all. Add and that they, one to cart. <coughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. How much does that cost? $250. That's a figurine. Okay. Uh, the body pillow is <laughs> 80 bucks. And, $250 for a pillow. Oh, oh fuck. Uh, our producer asked me to, to look into like how graphic these games get. They go pretty far. Yeah. I mean... I've played some of those for yeah yeah no I mean I'm I'm sure there's a lot of that yeah and you did play you played them <coughs> censored yes well I think so that was that was kind of the big thing with did uh, you did you go above and beyond and go to download the uncensored patch for any of those right no I didn't well, well I most of, the stuff most you of those because well but the the big thing about uh, well okay 
let's let's back up for a second here. There are many AAA titles that have nudity in them already. GTA, um, uh, but it's not Red Dead Redemption. It's, it's about yep. like God of War. Yep. It's not it's not a a porn game. Like it's not a sexualized game. I mean, you These literally you literally have sex with two people at the intro of God of War. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. And you and it's that, it's it's, it's, it's on Steam though. But they don't. It's not, they don't, Steam, but. It's not on Steam, but it's like it's just it's it's a level of like there's a bunch of games that there are those. About Steam. Oh, there's GTA. Yeah. Do you think they wouldn't host God of War if God of War was available off PlayStation? I don't know. Depends on how much boobies there are, I guess. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, these are there's like plenty. There's plenty nudity on Steam without having to have a censored patch. To be fair, right? these are you know, most of these are visual novels like that are pretty much just for the intent of like boning and banging and you know everything else under the sun. As you do, do you As think you do. that this is. Steam's way to try and circumvent having to ever have some sort of actual age gating system on. Yes, that's, absolutely. That, what else? What other purpose? Age gating system. You tell them your age when you go to a page. Yeah, and then you hit yes. <laughs> Every, did you I know promise, that, I am. Have you? I, know, I swear, I'm totally that old. Yay! They, they did a. They did Show a. Show me the boobies. Uh, Gabe Newell did a did a post a while ago. I think it was probably like at the beginning of last year, where it's like most people who uh, use Steam, their birthday is January first, and it's like, all right, yep. it's mostly, and it's like, and it's probably nineteen hundred. It's yeah. yeah so they just scroll. They just scroll to the bottom and hit the hit the the whatever they need to, and then they don't even bother with the day or the month. So most people, and I, you know, it's like I do that when I'm on the website, and so it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I want to, I need to get this trailer for something it's like I don't give I don't care yeah, you're so not gonna put in your exact I'm not gonna put in my birthday because I just want to get to this trailer and yep. get to this thing on, so. on Gabe Newell he did do an AMA earlier in the year where someone pretty much straight up asked him uh, just said would you ever consider allowing uncensored video games containing pornographic content to be sold on Steam um, also where do you draw the line for content on Steam uh, and his response was more or less um, in principle there are two problems to solve the first is a completely uncurated distribution tool for developers the second is a tool set for customers that allow them to find and filter content that is best for them wow they already have an un uncurated mm -hmm. un 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 distribution filter for yep. thing for developers there's already a bunch of shit on Steam yep. I have to filter out I have to filter out anime and nudity because like 50 games a day come out that are just like all my new releases are like here's some porn. There, I don't care. Not anymore. Yeah. There are there. Now it's tasteful. There's been more games released on Steam in the last two years than there were games on Steam year total yeah. the years before that. Yep. And that's a lot of the fact that the the system is completely uncurated and it's like they keep trying to come up with a way to like you know fix the system. And that was the whole thing of like, oh, hey, you want to put a game on our on our platform? Pay you know X amount of money to put it on there. And the unfortunate part is now those developers is like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna say it and put it on there. And you know, it's like people will get Steam cards, and it's like that's what most of those games are for. It's like just getting those Steam cards real fast and like circumventing a lot of the systems and just being able to like make a, a gross amount of money really quickly because it's such a cheap thing and people want those little Steam cards to make more money. So, and there's no, they, once they fix that system, I think then they can focus on, you know, the the curation of, like, the uncensored patches. It's like, because until they fix this problem, this problem is going to keep happening. It's already fixed. Can't do it anymore. There you go. It's not going to stop people from doing it. And I guarantee you that there's games that still have it Look, on Look, they're there. not trying to stop people from doing it. They're just saying don't do it on our platform. It's not going to kill off, like, the adult games market. Not it's, even. It's always going to be out there. There's always going to be developers who's like, oh, just... Just check out our homepage. We'll uh, we'll tell you what exactly you're looking for. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, here here Outlast has a lot of graphic sexual content in it. Boy, that's does on, it. and that's on Steam. Like the Dick Twins. And that, that's just Outlast that One. Reference. Outlast Two has well, like I don't literal get that reference. There's the two the twins that are just hanging dong all yeah, the time. Yeah, they're just big giant naked dudes, and they're just 
Just swap it in, in the wind. wind. I will Google that later. <laughs> okay, then. Don't need a patch for that. Nope. No, and see, if, if anything, maybe they could patch some underwear in, really. <laughs> but see, there's plenty of games that are like that. And it's like, again, Outlast 2 has a lot of sexual content in it. And it's very graphic and very violent. But that didn't need a, uh, an uncensored patch. They just let that on there. So. I mean, it sounds like the thrust of it is games the thrust that are. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> the games that are designed to be what they deem pornographic content. Um, so, Outlast 2 is, is uh, the Outlast series. Most of these series that we're listing, though, God of War is definitely just a straight up orgy at the beginning. Um, but the, the point of the game is not sex. Right. It is yes. incidental to the game. So. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a mode of storytelling for, yes. for some of the stuff. Though, then, except, then it's art. except for, except for, again, like you said, the Dong twins. There's no reason for them to be naked whatsoever. They're literally just hanging Dong, and they're just walking around naked the entire time. There's no plot reason for it. It's they true. just are. But they're not doing anything with the Dongs. That we know of. Well, that you see. That's, that's that you see. The Dongs are not applied. Sounds like art to me. However, Unapplied nudity is okay. However, there is, um, did you play the Whistleblower DLC? I have not yet. Okay, so the Whistleblower DLC literally has a section that it's like, again, mode of storytelling that is hyper-sexualized graphic content. It is ridiculous, like, in, in, in the way that it's, it's portrayed. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like... How could you? It's like how? How did you get away with this? Is Galaxy Girls mature gated? Because uh, you know, there's sure a lot of games that you have to. You do have to at least enter your age. Yes. To get to it. Yeah. Let me let me just try. Because that would be. I would be curious to see if maybe this is part of that. Is just trying to it. get. <laughs> it's twelve ninety nine. That's sweet. Uh, That's a deal. They're uh, trying to. It is. It, it is, is age gated. Okay. Because okay. I mean, that would kind of make sense if it was like they're worried about um, people. Putting a game on Steam that is not age-gated, but although can be unlocked. Define age-gated, because all it says is this game contains, like, there's no, like, login, there's no, like, confirm your age. It just literally says, hey. A lot of them don't have the login. Yeah, they don't? Okay. Yeah. A lot of them just say continue review page. <clears throat> yeah, it just says, hey, this is uh, maybe inappropriate, not appropriate that's, for all ages, that's, that's and it. probably shouldn't look at this at work. So I'm going to click on view page. A lot of them uh, have that thing where you can't, which is annoying to me when I'm logged in, because I'm logged in all the time, where it's like, you already, right, have, hey, you already put have your my age birthday. in again, just like, to be sure. But it's like this is my account. You have my birthday already. Yeah. You already have all of my information. You have my credit cards. Just take my money. You're you already know my adult. age. Leave just me alone. It. Yes. And it's not stopping anyone. No. Anyway. All right. Well. So what's what we got next? Uh, okay. What we got next? We got uh, PlayStation and Paris Games Week announcements. Lots. There was a shit ton of trailers. Most importantly, Splunky, Splunky 2. Two. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> That's it. Good show. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, I'm just going to run down the list real quick, because a couple of these I didn't uh, didn't know ex were going to exist, like Guacamelee 2. Guacamelee 2's trailer was really good. I wish I, I could get into the theme of that game, man. It's Metroidvania. It is, but I really just fun. don't like like the luchador theme. It's just not fun to me. It's not a fantasy. I like fantasy. All right, that's... Yeah. I mean... It's, to each their own. Yeah. You know what? I, all I know is that my uh, son and I like playing it together, so it's a good game for good. them. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Blood and Truth, a super British VR assassin game. Concrete Genie. A that game looked really game cool. About bullying. Yes. It's re it looks okay. really cool. Uh, Destiny 2, Curse of Osiris. 
That's the new DLC. I'm it excited is. about that one. The Why are you crossing your fingers? I'm just hoping it's good. I just really, like, I don't know. I hope it does more than what usual Destiny DLC It won't. Is. I know it won't, it but still. Jeff, Jeff brought up an interesting point the other day when that trailer came up, which was, uh, he said, they it's hard to sell story DLC for this right now when they kind of blew their load in the sense that you've already just saved the galaxy. Well, so the thing is, so I've actually been replaying the game on uh -huh. PC. Uh, and I'm taking my time with this one. I'm actually like, instead of just blowing through all of the worlds, I'm doing all the solo adventures and kind of like paying attention to any of the story stuff. And they reference Osiris, which is what the first DLC is about, um, a lot in those like solo missions. Like there's one on the Vex planet where you're like hopping platforms and you're basically hacking Ghost and uh, what's her name, the AI girl that mm -hmm. is friends with Cade mm -hmm. uh, into the Vex's like mainframe. Um, and in there, like, she references, she's like, oh, yeah, they, they're the Vexers doing something really weird and fishy, and I got all this information from this guy named Osiris. He says hi, and, you know, the ghost is like, oh, we should totally tell, like, the Guardians back home about that. And That's, that's the exotic quest, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the exotic quest. But, um, yeah, like, so you kind of just, there's, like, these small references to Osiris and these solo missions that are kind of setting up for the first DLC that are making me way more excited for it than I usually would, especially after this most recent trailer and, like, to kind of reveal more about Osiris and everything and... Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, they didn't announce a new raid. It's just going to be a new raid mode. Oh, I thought... Oh, I, 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 for some reason, I read really? new raid. I thought there was going to be a new raid. I read, yeah, I thought I read a new raid. I'll That's that what Alfredo told me. I don't know if it's wrong. Take it up with Alfredo. Come on, Alfredo. Come on, Alfredo. Um, uh, is that something you're going to be playing? I mean, we'll, I'm sure I mean, we'll be doing well for work. Videos, yeah. <laughs> uh, you will be dragged drag kicking and screaming into the I mean, DLC. again, I liked I like Destiny 2. It's a fun game. Uh, you played they, a lot they, of Destiny 1. They did a great job of, I played a lot of Destiny 1. Destiny 1 was a fun shooter. Uh, they just did a, a real terrible job of, of telling a story in Destiny 1. Mm -hmm. Such that now <laughs> they built on it with Destiny 2 and they actually told a good story, but they didn't, they're building on a world that they poorly explained in the first place, which is you know, partially what led to Jeff's comments, but didn't we kill the Vex super brain like in the uh, first game? Uh, it's no. a, I think it ultimately they're, they're comes, like think, time traveling things. Right it's now, like the Vex from the future and the past. I think it ultimately comes that. down to like if you don't like, you can also set aside the story. This is a, a vehicle for like more fun shit to do. Yeah, um, but I mean, but I mean, it, a lot of people are complaining that the game is like ah, it's too short. But it's like, man, I played. Played Destiny for a solid like three or four weeks. Like I don't get that much time out of games normally, yeah. and that's I feel, feel totally satisfied with what I played. The Destiny One story was not long. Nope. No, no. Uh, though I think the way that they've done the bounty system in this one is probably less conducive to bringing you back every day. From what uh, I'm finding on here, it looks like the new DLC. It says new main quests, missions, strikes, activities, and raid activity. Yeah. So that's interesting. Worry some. It sounds. It doesn't sound like they're adding a raid. They're adding raid modifier. Although a lot of like headlines I'm seeing say raid content, so I don't know. Raid content is still not necessarily it's true. a raid. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll it's what very if it's going to be like a new a new set of like you know the 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 raid how it's laid out as like like three challenges and yeah. the boss. Mm -hmm. What if it's going to be like another Could challenge be. or another couple challenges that oh, like, that, made that would not make me want to play it again though. Like you already beat it the raid. Why would you go back? Like, the payoff on the raid is gear that isn't interesting anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks different. I mean, for people that like cosmetic stuff, it's it's yeah. probably interesting. But the raid gear used to be like, here's some be gear that's better. really cool. Yeah. And now it's just like, it looks different. Yeah, they're, they're sort of homogenized. Really? That's it? I mean, it doesn't do special. The, the like, it used to be, it's like, this is a piece of gear that has something special that right. benefits yeah, it, right. basically, for the raid. It was makes things useful to, like, re-accomplish the raid yeah. at a harder difficulty. Yes. And also, like, the exotics in, in Destiny 2 are not, they don't feel... Very powerful to the point where I don't even. 
well, they're right all now, over the damn Right now, I don't have an exotic equipped as my as one of my weapons. I have my Nameless Midnight. I have my Uriel's Gift as my auto rifle, and I have the Raid Sword. Like, none of them are, you know, that great. Particularly good? Yeah. I mean, uh, some of them are good, but like... I like Osiris's Ghost. It looks neat. Dude, yeah, it does. <laughs> this looks really cool. Uh, let's see. Other things announced. Erica, which is a dramatic full-motion video game that uses phone controls like Jackbox. Hmm. I don't there's know. a lot of... The, Sony's been doing a lot of that lately, too, where there's like a lot of games that are like, use your phone to do a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Far Cry 5's getting co-op. Not surprising. That's not really no. that surprising. Though it's, I think, this time going to be full co-op. Yes. In 3, it was a set of missions. In 4, you could co-op... Open world. You could oh, the open world stuff, but no story missions. Right. Huh. In and, five, and you, you had do to do the full thing. And the co-op partner didn't get any any bonuses. You still don't in five. In five, you, the co-op part. Well, the co-op partner I think can get uh, experience and progression. Okay. But they do not get story progression. That's that was fun. the difference though. I had fun in Far Cry Four, four just rolling around, like getting someone grappled on my little like gyro copter yeah. thing. Because you didn't fun. get anything in Far Cry Four when you played co-op. I don't believe so. Yeah. At least you're getting something in this. Uh -huh. So that's that's at least a motivation. To play it with a friend, you get to level up. Okay. Yes. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima from the infamous Friday. developers. Ah, getting that yeah. Japanese down. Ghost of Tsushima. Samurai game from Sucker Punch. Uh, God of War obviously had a new trailer that was all right. It was more gameplay, which I I yeah. like the fact that they showed gameplay. They did. Uh, Guacamelee 2, Invector. It's a frequency like rhythm game with uh, Avicii music. Uh, Leave War VR Arena. Clash of Clans, but in VR. That sounds like such a generic fucking name. Really yep. League of really War. That VR sounds like a mobile arena. game. Yeah. Game of it games. It looks kind of cool, but I'm, I'm not going to judge Fight it. Fight of combat. <laughs> uh, Loco Roco 2 remaster. Monster World. Uh, Monster Hunter World. I'm excited for Monster Hunter World. Yeah? I've never really played a Monster Hunter game. I, I that played, game looks really sweet. Is, I, it, is it coming to PC on the same day? That's we know? not included know. in this bullet point. Um, uh, I've played a Monster Hunter game before. I didn't really like it. This one seems a little bit more my speed. Uh, let's see. We got uh, that was a Moss. Great visual I just gave so by yawning. Third person mouse game in VR, which third person games in VR are like, why did you do that? It looks cute though. Okay. Uh, it, look, I'm, I'm 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 counterpoint. It's cute. Maybe there's that's a lot of people. Well, I mean, that's uh, not too different. I would imagine from Lucky's Adventure, Lucky's Tale. Super Lucky. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, Lucky's Tale. Which was like, okay. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool that I can be like. But pick them up and throw them against the wall. That is not a fun way to, to play a, a, side, a platformer, a platformer yeah. side scroller game. Uh, at least for me. Uh, there's Onrush, which is a new arcade racing game. Uh, Ore, which is like uh, Journey or Flower. That's already out. You're kind of a dragon. Awesome. All right. Dragons are cool. Uh, Dead Hungry, zombie food truck VR game. That's interesting because that's already out on Steam. I've played it. Did you like it? It's weird, man. Interesting. Uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of cooking yeah. games out there already on VR, but this one, it's like, Everything in the truck can potentially go on the burger. So you, the, the fun part of that game is making just ridiculous things. They had the things. job simulator thing that was very, cooking very similar. It's similar to that, but you have to basically cook food and throw it out. to. It's a, like a zombie horde. Oh, so you're trying to pacify the zombie horde is by it, cooking the multiplayer things. were like... It wasn't... One person could be like on cooking duty and like tossing food to the people. Like overcooked, out. but in yeah, VR, yeah. that'd be awesome. So in the in the we did there's a VR of the champions on this on Achievement Hunter channel if you want to take a look at it. Um, but we didn't until like the last couple rounds discovered that. So it's like burgers and fries, and you're right. making the burgers, and then turns out you can put anything into the burger. Like you can take the ketchup dispenser and put it in there, and then put like <laughs> the <laughs> spatula on it, and then put the bun on, it, and it's like then it calls it like the super beef ketchup. 
spatula burger. Okay. Is there any like combinations of like this turns into a grenade? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no matter what, you just it turns into food, and then they eat it, and they're happy. No, I mean, like, it's you're just grabbing shit off the wall, like put the clock in it, and it's a clock burger. It's uh, that sounds like an awesome game, though. It was fun, but I don't know how much replayability it is. Like, okay, great, I've made it's, everything in the room into a burger. Now. They're still waiting for like a legitimate like VR experience. That's like 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 Resident Evil Seven is still that like here's an actual game that's a VR game. Fallout is coming out. I'm yep. not going to buy it. Doom VFR yeah. and uh, Skyrim. Yeah, I'm pretty. I don't want to pay full price for that Fallout game, but man, I might. I'm very curious. I don't think I ever beat Fallout 4, so going back and playing through it in VR might be a fun. I didn't because the endings were so uninteresting. Yeah. Like I got to the point where I was like, "What ending do I want to do? Let me look." And I was like, "Oh, these all suck." Yeah. It's more fun to just mess around in, in Bethesda games, and I think that that's probably the, the, the like the pinnacle of like just messing around in a sandbox in VR. Yeah. I think that's like the natural progression of things. Like I can go and do. That's why Minecraft on v, in VR is like such a like fun concept. It's and it's interesting. It's it's I've tried it a few times, but it's I'm ready it's still for them to get it glitchy, fully working. Um, I know you've been working. I know you've been working on that for a we, long time. We can't get uh, Achievement City into the new version of Minecraft yet. <laughs> is a problem for us. Um, That's always been a problem, Ryan. It's at least <laughs> working again, to, uh, but we just can't transfer it yet. Which apparently a lot of people have. Now they've released the Windows 10 version of Minecraft is now available on. Xbox, which is the Play Anywhere, Anywhere. version. That's right, yeah. Uh, and they have functionality where you can move a world from the old version to the new version, uh, but it doesn't work great for every... Yeah, the Play Anywhere huh. thing is still kind of broken for that. Well, like the, the shared well, the worlds. Yeah, the, the shared worlds thing is still having issues. That worked, surprisingly. I was able to connect to the same game on my PC that was open on Xbox. That seems to be the best way to do it is PC and Xbox, but like doing it with with uh, doing a Switch and oh. a handheld and an Xbox and a PC. It's like once you start getting all those ecosystems together, then things start going like, uh, what, what do I do with all this? And it's still having some uh. issues with, not major issues, you can still do it, but. Go figure, yeah. Uh, let's see, we got the Gardens Between, which is an adventure game with Time Rewind. That one looks really cool. It looks like a combination of Brothers meets Braid. So like interesting. Yeah, it's like two people kind of walking through a world, but like with time rewind puzzle mechanics. Okay. Yeah, looks fun. Uh Hong Kong Massacre. Max Payne that plays like Hotline Miami. It looks so looks good. Cool. It looks so good. Okay. Uh Ultra Wings, Pilot Wings, but in VR. A lot of VR Again, sound, sounds VR, fun. It's, I can't believe they're still backing VR as hard as they are. Sony's the one that actually is selling VR units. Yeah, they, there's a lot of really good like, like the Black Friday sales coming out. <laughs> I might pick one up. Blood and Truth was like the first one we mentioned. It yep. looks really cool. It looks really fun. They released a slightly updated version of the, the VR hardware, but it didn't do anything to improve the tracking, which is the No, that right we still right. need a better camera and we need better like hand controls. But for the for the point of like like I played Resident Evil 7 like like 75% of the way through VR mm -hmm. and I didn't have any issues with it. It was really fun and it was a, it was a very enjoyable experience both in and out of VR and I think that's like that's like that should be the benchmark for mm -hmm. stuff. And it's like I, was it perfect? No. Yeah. Was it fun? Yes. I did not find that to be an enjoyable experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a vibe. It's it's I ha it's a really hard argument for me to make to say yeah, I should pick up PlayStation VR. Like how often do you play your Vive? I, don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, when I play it, I'm like super happy, but it's the the setting it up. Yeah, I'm hoping the well, I'm hoping the wireless, if they would finally release it, they the TPCast wireless uh, adapter actually was on sale for pre-order briefly, and was supposed to come out two months ago, I think. Interesting. I think and yeah. It's gone again. Not just did it not did none of them ship. 
They pulled it. Gus pre-ordered a couple of them, and he no, I don't think any of them. Interesting. That's really weird. Cash grab bullshit scam. I mean, uh, people have it. It works. So many people have used it. Nobody. We don't have it. Yeah, someone. I think uh, Eric Newtsetter, E, who used to work at Microsoft, had tweeted out saying that. Um, he got an email from Microsoft's, like, the store, Microsoft store. Yeah, the Microsoft it, store was selling them, and, and it, which but, uh, is, again, super weird. Why mm-hmm. the hell was Microsoft selling They had it up, and then I guess they sent an email back saying, like, hey, uh, we're actually delaying the release of the TPCast. So there's ah. no official hmm. release date for it yet. So we keep waiting. Wireless VR, it's, uh, that's why I like the PlayStation VR. It's a, it's, a, it's a mostly seated experience, and it makes it uh, a viable thing for pretty much everybody to use rather than, like, uh, the Vive or anything where you like you need that space and you need that room oh, to actually seated experiences for No, time. it's just like but like a lot of those really cool like unique to the Vive experiences like you need that extra space uh-huh. to do stuff. Yeah, my but, favorite experience in, in VR is so far has been uh, Elite Dangerous where you oh, the, pop yourself ship? in a chair get a hotas and it's just like you feel like you're in space. I also had like an air conditioning unit blowing directly yes. on me. You, I was like, ha, 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 when, you, ha. when you did that the first time, you came into the office and you gushed about it, and you looked like a kid in the candy store. It's like this was the coolest <laughs> thing. It, it is. I wish that game was a little more fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's some cool VR games announced at the yeah. PlayStation Experience, but most of them that I'm excited for aren't. Yeah. yeah. Really, the the ones I'm excited for is Belunky and. It's on here. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, go for it. Shadow of the Colossus remaster. Yeah, it's not. It's not I'll even. It. It's not even a remaster. They rebuilt it from the ground up. The trailer was completely uninteresting. It, it was, was the intro. Guy it was in the intro house. of the game. Okay. It, that's what it was. It was the intro cutscene. That's great for people that have nostalgia. For yes. people that never played it, they're like, all right, great. I guess I'm just gonna walk around on a horse for a while. Yep, that's accurate. To you didn't even show is. a goddamn Colossus. <laughs> Or not. If you did, then it was not. You need need to see the horse first, though. The horse is important. I don't give a shit about the horse. I I, I bet you they're going to try and make me love the horse, and then the horse is going to die. Yep. There it is. (laughs) You do not have a poker face. Not our tax. Uh, Spider-Man. That looks awesome. Spider-Man looked good. Looked looked really cool. Hard to tell exactly what in there was gameplay, if there was any. It was 100% there was in, in engine. In, yeah, yeah, it was in engine. 100% in engine footage. I uh-huh. think there was a lot of uh, a lot of the the stuff where you're actually seeing Spider-Man like break through a wall and you see like some button prompts in there. Mm-hmm. That's all gameplay. Um, in engine seen... running on a PC dev kit. <laughs> <laughs> they showed gameplay at E3. It, I mean, look awesome. I'm, fun. I'm happy to see Miles Morales in a game. It's yeah, really nice. And the fact that you start with all of Spider-Man's powers from the get-go. There is no unlocking anything. Mm-hmm. You are just you've been Spider-Man for a while. You have all his powers. You have all his abilities. Wait, so you, you don't, don't have to wait. You don't have any unlocks to get? Nope. You're, right. you're just Spider-Man from I, the get-go. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I kind of wish I had, like, unlocks. Well, it's, again, this game is focusing more on proficiency of being Spider-Man and what's the pro- What's the progression, then? Yeah. A story. That's not good enough. Maybe you can collect things. <laughs> costumes, Maybe how about that? 999 I love legs. costumes. What do we got? Costumes. You can get all the costumes. Can I the, Spider-Man Spider-Man the, problem, the problem is, like, in Tony Hawk, in Tony Hawk, m- m- the pinnacle was getting the Spider-Man costume. You start with it in this game. What good is it? You start with the Tony Hawk costume <laughs> in Spider-Man. Why, why bother? Yeah, it's the other way around. you got to earn Tony yeah, Hawk. Yeah, you have yeah. to become Tony Hawk as Spider-Man. Uh, Spelunky 2. Yes. Yes. Super excited. The game's so great. It's a fun roguelike game. And man, have you not I, played the first I one? I really hope that game has oh. online co-op rather than local, because, man, is that fucking co-op really stupid and fun. It's really good. But I need it online. Really stupid and fun. Stupid it's, and it's fun. Stupid fun. Okay. It's so it's, stupid. It's like, fair. being able to, like, screw your friends over so easily is so bad. Like, it's, it's, so, a, it's so tempting just to hit the whip button. Right, and then go, floop. 
So you never play Spelunky with you. You should you should absolutely if you haven't played Spelunky, I'll you should it absolutely try it. It's it's a game that I think you particularly will enjoy. It is a roguelike. Yes. Okay. But it is a fun like as well. A stupid fun like. Is that a genre? <laughs> yeah. A stupid a stupid fun like, yes. Yeah. Uh, there was also new trailers for Detroit Become Human and The Last of Us 2. Yeah, that Last of Us trailer, though. With Where's no the game? reveal of the... <laughs> no Joel, no Ellie. Nope. They're not the game. Yes, they I'm are. Shit. <laughs> they're, they're totally. <laughs> that, first, that first trailer, you see Joel and Ellie that we got a while ago. Then this trailer, no Joel, no Ellie, no gameplay. We still don't understand what is... Like, that trailer was so trailer ambiguous. Was, was, uh, violent. <coughs> it was extre- very violent. I mean, so was Detroit Become Human. It was yeah. basically it was like, oh, look, here, the kid's dead. It's like, what? Both were they intense. went straight to hey, straight they, up they, murder they, they, very they did quickly. kid death in the Dead Island trailer as well. They did. But yeah, but that also wasn't in the game, though. This mm-hmm. is like, look, the kid died. It's like, this is an actual well, game. Well, also or in the previous game. game, like Heavy Rain. That was like, yeah. a lot uh, of really gruesome uh, stuff in Heavy I Rain. I will say both of those uh, trailers were pretty large departures from the previous one. Yeah. I didn't get that that was what Detroit Become Human was going to be well, it's, at all. Well, it's David Cage, one. very, like, fractured storytelling type mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, you had, you had that. It seems like... The, the, that whole game is going back to more heavy rain and rather than uh, beyond two souls yeah. which is uh, beyond two souls was you have two characters mm-hmm. but they're always together one is invisible and a ghost and the other one is this girl and it's telling their story which not going to get into souls that did not get, get good reviews it was not fun yeah. it was not a fun game yeah. um, it seems like they're going back to the heavy rain style of like mm-hmm. you have this very intimate story of this particular unit dealing with the the domestic abuse and violence and uh-huh. stuff inside the house but then there's It'll another probably feed into but then, the larger narrative right and then you had the first trailer which was you were a detective mm-hmm. and a robot and then there was the other one where it's like hey you're this other guy who's trying to you know, lead this rebellion of of you know these androids. I have hope for Detroit. It looks really cool. Eh, uh, the last I didn't like Heavy Rain whatsoever, and I was really disappointed because Indigo Prophecy was so amazing for me. And then I I, I gave the benefit of the doubt and I played Beyond Two Souls and I'm like, this is garbage. I like the storyline of like you know what does it mean to be human like machine. I, I think it's a really souls, interesting story, kind of but it's like I'll just watch Blade Runner. Just watch Blade Runner. <laughs> I'll just watch Blade Fuck Runner. Fuck what a movie. That's supposed to be a four hour movie. What? Yeah, we're never going to see that version. They said this. it was supposed to be a four-hour, two-part epic, but they cut it down to three. And by two parts, I think they meant there was just going to be like an intermission because <laughs> yeah. sort, sort of like the, the Grindhouse films, where it's like you watch one and then there's right. a second one that's very right. loosely tied. I to. cannot say enough good things about that movie, but this is not a movie podcast. Well, then let's talk about something related to that. Sort of. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is explicit content and marketing. Ooh, good segue. That game looks wholesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've kind of already talked about the the edge of this, which is that uh, in these trailers, we've things like we've seen people getting hanged. We've seen that that was that was a really fucked up trailer. Dude. <laughs> the hammer, it was. People, the hammer I mean, was so I, I the, had, hammer, the hammer was rough, but like putting a noose around someone's neck and hanging them up is fucked up. Yeah. I see. I feel like we've seen that so many times in movies, and because this wasn't actual gameplay or whatever this actually was, it was just like, okay, I've seen this a bunch, but it's like, the fact that they sat down, they held this person down, it was three people holding this person down, and then one person took a hammer and then just brutally I feel like I feel like I've seen that in movies, too. It was so rough to see. I, f- I feel like yeah, that was a little bit Saw more... movie came out on Friday. I didn't watch that. Yeah. Misery. Not, I don't know if I'm, like, super... Exactly. Uh, the, exactly. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's that's an accurate rep. That was mm-hmm. that's what it felt like watching that thing. Is like, because that scene in Misery was so brutal that and it's like Ooh. such so dark. I have, this trailer. I have, yeah. What's 
Yeah. I have okay, so I actually haven't played the first Last of Us. I hate oh, the game. What the hell? It's on my list. I have a long list. Okay, well, here's what you do. Thing. You throw away the rest of that list and you play The Last of Us right now. It's a really oh, good game. Man. Mario Odyssey though. Uh, yeah. but yeah, like but if you look at like I so I haven't played the first Last of Us and watching that trailer, I have all it really looked like was just a lot of brutality. This is film. there's absolutely nothing of this of Last of Us yes. one yeah. in this this video. Except and that's it, what I've heard. You know, it looks real nice. It's a good. Look. It, does it does look, look like nice. a Naughty Dog game. Yeah. It looks very pretty. But all I saw in that was just like a lot of brutalization. Uh, this and blood honestly has like no representation of the first game in it whatsoever. Well, to put that like so context is a huge thing with Detroit becoming human. I could at least tell like oh this looks cool. Like I can kind of see the storyline <laughs> going on here, so I understand why there's the brutality and why yeah. you know. That robot dad. Mm-hmm. This, feels know, like, this feels like a mid-game cutscene. Yes. Like it's, it it's, seems it's, like they're just plucked something out of that was finished, and they're like, "Here, have this." And it's like there's no context. There's none of the characters that you know. Um, there's almost no real dialogue, and there's no explanation. It's just like, here's two people getting this shit beat out of them, and then a kid comes to save them. The end. Someone on Naughty Dog was like, "We need something to show at PlayStation Paris." Exactly. I just clipped in and out points, and I sent it. I have here's no idea what, what I would was. say though: is the way that this trailer. Is set up so you've got this this whole intro and then you you know set up the characters, and then they get to a point. This uh. yeah, it's it's pretty messed up. It's uh, uh. She's about to get disemboweled, but she doesn't. It's okay. Spoiler. Um, uh, she still gets cut. Just a little stab. Like, uh. The end of this trailer leaves it at a spot where I could conceivably see the game clicking over into you start playing mode though. Yes. Oh. Okay. It really drops it to a point where you're like, and this is where I take over. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, it could be that this is an introduction of characters that we may actually play. Supposedly, um, the plot for The Last of Us 2 deals with a religious cult, which mm. is kind of what is alluded to here. Lots of cults going around these days. Yeah. Far Cry. Outlast. Yeah. But, I know Sony came out and defended Naughty Dog on this decision, like for like how brutal they, game they, was. They, they defended both Naughty Dog and, and Detroit with mm-hmm. like, it's like, hey, these are games for adults, made by adults for adults, and that's what this is. This is not a game that's like, oh, hey, here, here's your, here's your Fisher Price game console, and I'm gonna load The Last of Us. Well, they even alluded to The Last of Us 2 being an adult-only game, like an 18 plus. 18 plus, rating. yeah. But uh, there was two, uh, two yeah. quotes that basically said it's like this might be an 18, which. That's dangerous as far as like releasing a game. It's like, can you? It's like because you can't buy it in stores, then, right? Um, you I believe that's true. You certain stores may be able to carry it, but it would have to go through a lot of like different hoops to jump through to get it uh, in there. And if that's the case, and they probably won't do that, and they'll just release this as like digital only game. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, in some ways, that's an interesting way to kind of undercut the second sale. Uh, issue that a lot of game companies have been having is you make a game that they just can't sell in the first place, you're not losing money on on the resell of it. That's true. I mean, I don't think Last of Us 2 is going to suffer from not having uh, 15 and 16-year-olds unable to go to the store to buy it. Not at all. No, not even kind of. Not to to mention there's a million and a half ways to circumvent that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's, there's nothing stopping them from buying it digitally. Uh, there's a lot of people probably that will collect a physical disc, but it's really on the way out. Yeah. I've, and has we've been saying that for years, and it still exists. I've, but I've moved completely to digital. Like I still the only console too convenient. The yeah. only console I, I it's like unless there's like a collector's thing that I particularly want, uh-huh. I usually buy digital, except for the Switch. 
Wait, wait. I buy all that stuff uh, with a physical cartridge mm -hmm. because a lot of third you know, third party uh, developers, their switch cartridge, uh, the, the switch size for the game for digital downloads. I don't know what their compression is, but Nintendo is able to fit these huge worlds mm -hmm. and small downloads. But for whatever reason, you know, FIFA is like 400 million gigs, yeah, it's and it's like probably textures. They're just not bothering to. And it's like. So it's like I, down for the switch for for the simple fact of just having all of them physical. Plus, I it's like I have two switches in my house. It's like I can buy one copy. It's like here, you play this today, and I'll have this mm -hmm. game. Whatever. Well, okay, we wandered off a bit though. Uh, do you feel like using very explicit content is a good way for these companies to, to get a hook out there? I mean, you got to stand out somehow. Is this just currently the the standout de jour? Is to make it super violent? I think it depends on how it's going to be portrayed. You know, like uh -huh. we kind of just talked about, like with Last of Us 2, if there'd been some kind of hook on like, oh shit, Ellie's in trouble. Ellie, it's Ellie, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, so I know like I want to see what's going to, yeah, I want to see what's going to happen next. Like if they want to market it that way, then cool. Like at least give me some reason to be invested in these characters so I want to know what's going to happen. Because uh, I didn't even see gameplay in that trailer. It just looked like a very fancy rendered. Well, they, they still haven't talked about a release date for the game either. There's no. There's it's like they're they're very ambiguous with about it. It's like when they actually did the announcement for it in the first place, they were just like, "The Last of Us Part Two. Now it's just The Last of Us Two. The original was The Last of Us Part Two coming. Uh, but if and you this look is at still the same thing where it's like. There was no no date, no no gameplay, like you said, mm -hmm. and there was no like actual context, anything versus something like Detroit Become Human, which you saw the gameplay, you saw the context is like, uh, I don't necessarily like the context, and I probably won't play the game because I'm not particularly into what they're trying to pitch with that particular storyline. It's like that makes me a little uneasy, but at least that had something. Well, on top of that, like Wolfenstein 2, like their trailer dropped, there was blood, there was gore, there was, mm -hmm. there was uh, people dropping though. acid, but uh, that storyline looks awesome. Like, I'm it's really excited. fun so far, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of domestic abuse that I didn't expect to immediately, well, it's domestic abuse season, I guess, here in video game land. Um, and dog abuse. If you don't like oh, seeing a dog abused. Okay. What? Oh, no. <sighs> I can't do that. I can't, I, I, I can't do. I can't there, do that. there is a bizarre trend in media these days of like, it seems more so, or maybe I'm just becoming more sensitive to it. it seems like there's a lot more animals put in peril or or hurt. I can't uh, do it. It really bugs it's, me. Look, they a gotta. Lot. They're trying the, the to intro, find new the, ways to. I went to watch The Mist, the new TV show. Intro to that scene is gruesome. Uh, with the dog, and I was like, what? done. Look, they're, uh, they're trying to find new ways. People are becoming increasingly desensitized know, desensitized to most forms of violence, and so they got to keep finding new ways to make it worse. Yeah, I the, it. the immediate way for me to tune out and stop is seeing an animal get tortured or anything like that. I watched ABCs of Death, and there's, a, there's one of the little short movie films where they do something horrible to a kitten, and I'm like, I hate this movie. Uh, movie's off. I can't do it. But if, yeah, I mean, for marketing, like, if you want to hook me like shock value is not the way to do it like if you show me just a really gruesome trailer animal or human or otherwise like it's not necessarily gonna get me interested in your game it might yeah. generate like people mm -hmm. talking about well, it well here's the thing uh for i mean last of us for wolfenstein are those not accurate representations of the mood of the world i mean i feel we, like have we not been maybe underplaying what the amount of, of violence in the game is in the in the trailers up to this point, I feel like with Wolfenstein, they were very upfront about what 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 the plot was. Mm -hmm. uh, they like even the first trailers for it was like here's the con uh, here's the setting, 
here's the main character, here's the concept, and here's what's going to be happening in it. With the last, uh, the two Last of Us trailers that we have, we have uh, Joel coming in, Ellie playing a guitar, very simple, very quiet. And then we have this one, which is hyper-violent. Over the bodies of dead people. Well, <laughs> again, again, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a very calm and like somber trailer. There's not a lot of action going on, and it seems more in the, in the vein of like, Ellie is grown, and now Joel is older, and it seems like Ellie might be the one like taking care of Joel now, and the roles have been reversed. And it's, there's some sort of context there, a little bit, but it's all very, again, ambiguous. And this one, again, there's, there, we have no main characters to latch onto. Mm -hmm. We have no like, real plot of what's happening, just context clues. And they're, again, very ambiguous. And it's still no gameplay. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me with those, with those two trailers, what is this game about? What do you care about, and why? And what are you doing in it? No, I think I think that I think that matters a little bit less when I feel like this is a trailer. First off, I don't care. Like if someone wants to put yeah. make a make a gruesome trailer, whatever, I don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, but if this trailer feels a lot like it's designed for people that already played The Last of Us, it's not like we're not trying to hook new people. I don't need to tell you what the game's about. I'm gonna watch it regardless and be like, okay, that was a gruesome trailer. I'll wait for the next trailer and I'm gonna buy the game regardless. The like, trailer didn't hook me at all. Like, uh, maybe the, like they, they may be tr intentionally trying to be obscure and not tell you shit because you don't, don't want to. you don't really want to know anything. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the the arc that these two trailers have have gone through so far. The first one, I felt like you know, shy of being calm. If there was a very aggressive, threatening note to that trailer, where it's it felt like two people that are now committed to a path that is gonna get bad. That's, I mean, aside from the fact that it has obvious signs of violence in it, it sounds like Ellie is in a place right now where she's ready to really make potentially awful things happen. She's, she's in that position that Joel was in in the first game. In some ways. Well, he, he was at the point in the first one where he just stopped caring. Right, and she's, um, in, that, she's in that position of just like, Maybe it's 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 world building in the sense of like maybe she's the conscience and it's just like is there a point to having the conscience anymore? I mean the the major like the major threat in the first Last of Us game is like yeah there were the the, the clickers mm -hmm. and everything like that but humans were terrifying. Humans were the, the the real threat. It's like you can walk around the clickers and get the hell out of there, but humans were brutal, deadly, uh, uh, more aggressive, and would. Happily kill you for your backpack. Well, that's very much what they've established with this one too. Um, is that the, it's, it's still the story of, of human on human violence in a world that is also dangerous because of this other threat. Uh, and to me, it feels like the setup of a uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's a this is the dark movie that may lead into a third movie where things are finally rectified. Anyway, we've wandered off once again from explicit content, Mark and. I, yeah, it's. I think it's. If in some ways, it's maybe just more honest. I think honestly, yeah. what it comes down to is, and this is going to be kind of really obscure, and people might not like the answer, but like, is it art? You know, we kind of talked about it earlier. Like, God of War like has sex scenes and whatnot, but it kind of more portrays to like who Kratos is as a character yep. and um, like you know how that story is unfolding. Whereas if it's just like a you know gore fest, then there's no real like context behind it, uh, and people can kind of ask like, you know, what's the art of it? Yeah. I really w wish there would have been just a little bit more context. With it. And, uh, otherwise, it's like, I mean, it looked beautiful. Uh, the game is probably going to be just as dark and gritty, and you know, it's like very like introspective to the, the human psyche and like what mm -hmm. people would become in that type of world. 
And I feel like that's, you know, it's like very true to, like you said, very true to what The, the Last of Us 1 was in the first place. But a little bit more context would have made me look at the, the look at it more favorably. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, I, I liked the trailer for Detroit Become Human. It's not a game I'm going to pick up because I, I didn't like the previous ones and I don't like the subject matter for that particular what they showed. I'm like, that's not something I, I particularly like to play through. But because I've played The Last of Us 1, I know I'm going to buy The Last of Us 2 anyway, regardless of if I like this trailer or not. Uh-huh. All right, well, that's Glitch, Please. Uh, We're back next week. Somebody will be here, probably. (laughs) We don't know. I won't be. Goodbye. Bye, Adam. (laughs) See you.